Welcome to the Every Movie Ever Podcast. Pack your ass, my good man. Time to kick back, drink some beers, and smoke some weed. Unpoisoning the youth for today, huh? Hells yes, whatever that means. Now it's time to head over to Atlantic, drink some beers, get ripped, and hopefully get laid. The following episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. We have fucked up on this competition a little bit. Not in a bad way. Oh, massively bad way. It's too popular. Well, no, we just didn't understand what it would do. Or how we it thought works. it would be like six people. The six of you would be interested and go, yeah, I wouldn't mind Santa with muscles, but it's a lot more popular than we thought it would be. We were, frankly, unprepared. We're too disorganized for this shit, right? We've got all the names. Yep. Way longer list than we were expecting by a fucking mile. Yep. Um, we're learning, you know, we're new to this. It's yeah, organic so growth. The lesson that I've learned from this is don't try and give away anything because everyone wants it. Never help anyone, yeah. But we will be holding a live stream on Instagram on Wednesday, the 26th, to announce the winner. So if you've entered the competition, come join us uh, on Instagram Live and we can make sure that our prized muscly, muscly Santa boy goes to the right home. I'm not going to lie, I'm sad about losing my possibly German copy of uh, Santa with Muscles. Are you sadder about losing the Blu-ray copy that's possibly German of Santa with Muscles or £25 of I the... I couldn't give a fuck about the currency. Oh yeah, right, that's fair. Buy a video game, that's fine. I'm happy that someone will buy a video game. But what I'm unhappy about is at the moment I have Santa with Muscles on Blu-ray and I'm uncertain on whether it's German or not. You've got to let it go. Nah, but I'm struggling. Well, you know what they say, if you love something, you've got to let it go. Uh, what else is happening? Oh, yeah. Fastest Podcast in the West, season one, uh, was debuted to rapturous applause on our podcast channels. And you'll be pleased to find out we are releasing them one by one over the next couple of weeks on our socials. We've got Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Twitter, even a fucking Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. We've got a Facebook. We've got a Facebook. We're in our 30s and actively made a Facebook. It's disgusting. It is grim. I don't trust us. I don't no. trust it. This Wednesday, over on our Instagram account, we're going to go live to announce the giveaway winner. We'll be doing like a little spinny wheel thing. You all can come and watch it. It's fantastic. There'll be prizes, balloons, you yeah, know, name maybe. tags. I mean... Programming. Sure. I'll get a balloon. I can get some confetti. That'll be fine. Yeah. You won't experience, but I will. It's going to yeah. be great. There'll be electron wellness techniques and kundalini breathing. Yeah, that's after... That's yeah. just with Rob, though. He'll continue it for hours. I'm, I've got shit to do. Ben's mobile number. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. So that's uh, Wednesday, 9pm. If you like tea, the Queen and football and live in the UK, that's 4pm on Wednesday if you support the Red Sox. And um, one in the afternoon for all you Dodgers fans, because Ben, you know me and I know you and we just love all sports. Go sports. Go sports. Go sports. What are we doing today, Ben? Today is the first episode of season two. And season two, we wanted to do something close to our hearts. Is this actually season two? Probably. Yeah. By the time that this episode goes out, I will have changed everything to season one. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Okay. We're in season two. Do we do season two or do we do just the, do we not just do season numbers and just say this is the Askew Universe? Let's just do, let's do limited series, man. It's way cooler. Okay, cool. So this is the Askew Universe, which for those of you that don't know, is a series of universe-connected uh, films made in the mid-90s all the way up to the mid-2000s by a very special man called Kevin Smith. Beautiful human. Incredible human. Yeah. 
I, I've been desperate to do Kevin Smith for a long time. Because you're a big fan, right? Huge fan. We'd, I was trying to figure out how to go about it, though, whether, whether it was just sort of like a quick spotlight on a director, whether it was mm-hmm. an in-depth look at every movie he's ever done, uh, which is obviously going to be the case, given that we are the Every Movie Ever podcast. But for right now, we're going to be doing a limited series on just the Askew universe. Which I think is which I think is a good place to start with for anybody. I think that's where everyone starts with Kevin Smith, It's a Smith, sensible. Right? It's a sensible starting yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to be looking at the fucking cult classic, which is mwah, Chef's Kiss, Fantastic Clerks. Clerks, which I'm going to struggle with because you and I always, well, invariably disagree mm. about the way words sound because you are oh, scum yeah. and I'm a normal person. No, I'm dyslexic. There's a difference. <laughs> don't, don't, don't play that card. Sure? Your, I wear glasses stomach. too if you want to have a crack at that as well, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean I should wear glasses, but I just can't. I just lose them too often, and I can't afford glasses, Ben. That's the that's the honest truth. You happy now? I'm too poor to fill out my glasses subscription. I feel like I've really come up in the world. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. You are no longer. Well, no, you are still scum. Clerks. Uh, we're going to struggle because Clerks is pronounced Clerks because it's an American film, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not going to be pronounced the correct British English way of Clerks, which. Ben also doesn't understand. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because, as we've already established... You're scum. The film is not British, so <laughs> trying to be a little bit more cultural. I know it's hard for Brits to be cultural, but we're yeah. trying. Now, I'm, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit worried with, the, with, this, with this limited series on the Askew Universe and Kevin Smith because a little bit like Warcraft, this is a, a property that has incredibly dedicated, passionate fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, admittedly, it deserves them because these films are not only incredibly personal and funny and warm and all this sort of stuff, but they're the sort of film that feel like they're speaking only to you. 100%. But as a result, there are some incredibly passionate, incredibly knowledgeable, uh, dare I say, slightly um, rabid fans out there. Mm -hmm. And I kind of worry as somebody who I enjoy the films, I, I watched them as I was growing up, but I was never, you know, I was never a complete and utter died in the wool dude. Mm. I just worry we're going to make mistakes. Yeah, of course we are. It's two British 30-somethings watching movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a personal opinion. There's, there's no fucking... We've done our research to the point where we're happy with it. If we're wrong, get, us, get in touch and fucking let us know. That'd be great. Actually, yeah. When we make incredible mistakes, just find us on social media and cyberbully us. That'd be great. Yeah. Just, just send a passive-aggressive messages. Or aggressive-aggressive. Either Free will's a thing. You know what I mean? You make the choice. No, it's you do not. It's not. Death threats. Send death threats. <laughs> Uh, in, in, pre- in prep for this, I did actually try and seek out some of these hyper fans. I went to Reddit, found the Viewers Universe subreddit, and posed the question, we're doing a podcast on this topic, starting with Clerks, what do you recommend? And universally, everyone went, don't, don't do it. It is the most discussed, most known, most overdone film in history, which tells you a lot, because I would actually argue that there's lots of people out there who may have never seen this film and may not even know who Kevin Smith is. Uh, but they had some good feedback, and I'd like to take this opportunity to thank them for scaring me further. Cool. I think this film is its one of those things It means a lot to a lot of people, so it's a difficult movie to just sort of throw out in the wind and go, well, yeah, let's just break down this. True, 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 yeah. Like you said, it's a very personal movie, and it means a, it means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. So you start fucking with that, and then that's that's where you, you start running into trouble, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I think we've decided with this one, we're not going to go into so much the, the history and the trivia, because mainly, if you've seen this film and you are an Universe fan, there's nothing that we can tell you that you won't already know. Mm. And if you haven't seen this series of films, then the trivia and history of it is going to mean 
absolutely nothing to you. It takes the fun away from it as well, man. Exactly. We're going to go into the whole Askew universe. It takes the fun away. You get to build the foundation yourself. Yeah. Find out what it means to you. Because the Askew universe, your Askew universe experience is different to my Askew universe experience. Yeah, completely. However, did you know, according to Reddit, that you can get Clerks trading cards on Upper Deck EPAC store under the Skypox brand? I did not. Well, now you do, because I did some research on Reddit, mate. There you go. Wasn't that fascinating? <laughs> Isn't that what you come so. to this podcast for? Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel like a better person for knowing that now. So should I give us a quick synopsis just to uh, get us all caught up to speed and everyone on the same page? Yeah, a, a spoiler-free-ish synopsis that, that people who haven't seen the film might actually benefit from hearing, or a silly one? Yes. Okay, lovely. So the synopsis I got from the internet. Yep. Dante is called to cover a shift at his New Jersey convenience store on his day off. His yep. friend Randall helps him to pass time, neglecting his video store customers next door to hang out in the quick stop. Yep. The uneventful day is disrupted by news that one of Dante's ex-girlfriends has died. After attending her memorial service, Dante muses over staying with his current girlfriend, Veronica, or reuniting with his ex, Caitlin. Yep, fair. That was the one that I found online. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's very detail oriented. Where I, I, you could basically sum it up with two friends in dead end jobs in a strip mall that work next to one another, <laughs> go through their day, and weird <laughs> shit happens and mundane shit happens. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think this is really specific as well because this has got like a few different kind of plot lines. Yeah, and when I say a few, I mean there's like well, it's structured into nine chunks, isn't it? In like yes. the circle of hell, he's called Dante because it's the yes. So this is my summation of the movie. Okay. It's a little bit spoilery. All right. But All right. I don't think I say anything that you're not going to get. It's fine. Well, well, tell me, and if it's too spoilery, I'll edit it out. Cool. Or bleep you. <laughs> All right, wicked. A day in the life of two store clerks meandering their way through whatever is thrown at them. Today, for Dante, it just so happens to be an absent boss, fucked up shutters, a prior hockey commitment that can't be missed. Yep. Finding out your girlfriend has sucked 37 dicks, including yours. Fair. Trying to fix things up with your ex, but finding out she's engaged. Fair. Your buddy accidentally of another ex-girlfriend whilst attending her wake. Bleeping that one. Cool. Continue. The ex you've been trying to fix things up with shows up and acts a in the And then your current girlfriend finds out about you trying to fix things up fucker. So you also... You're not even supposed to be here today. Also, also... Go on. Two of the most iconic, self-assured, and self-aware drug dealers just enjoying life cinema will ever give you. That's true, actually. Mm -hmm. That's actually quite true. Mm. Uh, I'm bleeping at least half of that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, Bleep, yeah. Whatever was bleeped, just know mm -hmm. that it was fantastic. It was fantastic, and it, <laughs> and it required you to, to see this film. I'm sort of keeping back a bit of the mystery so that when you watch this for yourselves, which you all should if you haven't, mm -hmm. it still surprises you. It still surprises you. How old were you when you watched this, Ben? I was 13. 2002? Yes. Yeah, so that was eight years after it came out. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the kind of age you should see it at, I think. I didn't really have a choice in this because I grew up in a small town with a penchant for rock music, yeah. smoking pot, yeah. skating. So there was a very limited social scene for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There were a few guys and girls that you hung out with and there wasn't much in the way of popular culture that you guys could talk about that was aimed or even catered for you. There was about 11 of us that ranged from the age of 13 to about 19. 
Yeah. And everyone was equal. Everyone was was like just fucking there to get stoned. Are you just talking about the plot of the beach? Skate. No, no, no. no. <laughs> get stoned, <laughs> skate, and then fucking just whittle away the time. I mean, you're making it sound like utopia, to be honest. Everyone was everyone was equal. Literally. I fucking hate that no one like grabbed me by the shoulders, shook me and was like, this is the fucking stuff that you're going to be reminiscing about for the rest of your life. Oh, you make so much more sense now. Now that Honestly, I know that man. Din hanging around bus stops. It was the it's the best thing. I had no responsibilities. It was I a had... relatively unifying experience though because I was similarly in Plymouth. Yeah. Uh mobile phones weren't a thing. Well they were, but like parents Barely. had them. Yeah, parents had them and you weren't allowed one because they were expensive. It was like a Motorola brick with a fucking yeah. camera that rotated 360 degrees. Didn't even Not... have a camera, man. It was T9 texting on a single line of LCD nice. shit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so there was no way of sort of getting in touch with your friends unless you used the house phone. And that involved the risk of like maybe speaking to their parents, which you didn't want to do. So everyone would just find a spot in town mm -hmm. where your tribe would hang out. And it was tribal. You'd have yeah. the goth kids, the alt kids, the skater kids, the chab mm -hmm. kids. And they'd all have their own little territory and their own people. And it would literally, the ages would range from like 12 to 20. Yeah. And you would you didn't pick who you hung out with. It was just who had turned up that afternoon. Mm -hmm. And you sort of learned shit from each other. And I think this film, not less this film, but more Dogma for me, Dogma and uh, Chasing Amy mm -hmm. was sort of part of the culture of that group of people. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing, you know, I, I was, whilst watching this, I was sort of thinking about before the internet, before uh, the communication that we have now, if you liked a thing, it was very possible that it was only you that liked that thing. Yes. When I'll we were growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I can see that. I can see that. And so if, if, if you were a Star Wars fan, mm -hmm. you might have other friends that liked Star Wars, but it always felt like no one liked it as much as you did. Sometimes, about certain things. Until you met that other dude who did like Star Wars as much as yes. you, and that was a whole bonding thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Clerks, as a film, is riddled with hundreds of little touch, little cultural touchstones. Yeah. That at the time felt like only me and my mates know about this thing. It was a secret club. It was. Yeah. A, it was. A, it was the. You had the cool. You go to school. You've got the cool kids sitting in in the fucking cafeteria at one end, and then you've got like we we used to call. Well, we were the Grebos. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, translates, yeah, yeah. you know. We were, we were accused of being uh, Grebos, but we self-identified as the Goths, even though yeah. half of them were skaters, half of us were into punk. Like, I can just imagine you like being like the Goth kids from South Park. So, basically, yeah, basically exactly <laughs> that. Although I, I was very, very picky because there was like, especially in the early two thousands, there was goth people like myself who were into like deftones tool nine inch nails mm, mm -hmm. and then there were like the interview with the vampire cunts uh, i never had any time the for those pretentious fuckers. ones like the yeah yeah oh, it's edgar Allan poe's yeah. my spirit animal and they oh, wear man. like lacy shirts and shit yeah we didn't they have could that, always man. get fucked yeah, dude i was yeah. too small town for that we had two we had two groups we had grebos and townies townies yeah. were your chavs grebos yeah. were anyone that wore a black t-shirt oh 100 <laughs> percent so when I when I was coming up, uh, there was there was a couple of guys that we used to go skating with, and I remember I remember the time that I first watched this. It was we went to go buy some draw. Sorry, some what? Draw. What's draw? So like coloring pens and shit. No, draw is like uh, like solids, hashish, Solid. resin. Oh oh, we talk, oh sorry, we're talking about uh, jazz tobacco. About yeah, the devil's the lettuce. Devil's lettuce, giggle bush. Giggle Except bush, for it wasn't okay, bush, yeah. it was the giggle solids. 
marijuana marijuanas and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay fine but so it you was went to go and buy from, some yeah it was like early 2000s but it was so it was like 40 percent made of car tire yeah it's hash yeah yeah, yeah so hash yeah. but it's like it was that cheap horrible shit that was like a fiver for an eighth but because it was a fiver for an eighth Hell yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and me and my buddy from school were just sitting there and we were so fucking like drawn into what the fuck was going on. This was an mm. eye opener, right? Because bear in mind, being 13, up yeah. until that point, like, what have you got? Like fucking school. Jurassic Park, E.T., the 80s movies, like Breakfast yeah, yeah. Club and shit like that. Indiana this Jones. Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Yeah. And that's what movies were. And then yeah. you have this, this little black and white movie that is nothing but cerebral and it's just conversation about the most fucking weird specific scenarios that yeah. are also the most relatable things that exist. Oh, 100%. I would say cerebral might be a bit of a stretch. But, I mean, uh, come on. Some at of the times, fucking, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you now, right? 13 years old, literally like dyslexic as shit. And the, oh, yeah, the, there's no the title that, scenes and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no doubting that, that, that there are, I would say 50% of this film is incredibly well-balanced, thoughtful, yeah. realistic human um what's the word like human dilemma and human drama and, and relatable it's mundane and it's normal but it's uh you know human drama and then yeah. the other half is dick jokes and uh and and vulgarity and that's kind of what makes it work yeah i was literally just about to say the, the other half is literally jay tapping silent bob on the dick three times to make yeah. it dance Hundred percent, hundred percent. It was a weird. It's a weird thing because I, I rewatching this for the podcast. I seen it a few times. I watched it like you uh, around about the same age, and essentially got the dick jokes, the vulgarity, and the sort of artsiness of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was it was what it was. I enjoyed dogma more because I thought it was making a point, and I was angry about all the same things. So I liked <laughs> the fact that it was attacking the church. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Rewatching it. Um, as an early 30s person, not really remembering it well enough to n expect it. I was really, really struck by uh, quite how meaningful a film it is and quite how well pitched, uh, how well sort of pitched the writing really is of this film. Mm. Um, because I think watching it as a teenager, we were doing part-time shitty jobs in, you know, corner shops and all that sort of stuff and we were cynical and we were like oh fuck the world this that or the other but re-watching it having come out the other side of that and being part of the sort of working uh capitalist hellscape that is the uk for however long mm -hmm. really fucking hit time dude when this film came out i was working in a shitty little market uh like it was called it used to be called spencer's mall Right. Spencer's Mall in Telford was like the back building behind the town centre. So the town centre is the nice big shopping centre where all yeah, the yeah. fancy shops are. Spencer's Mall was where like the, you know, like the small time traders, there was about 30 or 40 stores. I know the sort of place well. There was Plymouth had one called the Pannier Market. Yeah. Yeah. You can go to the flea market in Birmingham and it is, it is like that, but not as expensive, not as fancy and always had like a weird damp smell to it. Yep. But if I you wanted, well. if you wanted a tattoo... A fucking watch battery, a Cheap washing budgie. machine. Mate, you could go and get a, like a guinea pig. Yep. And if you wanted to buy a bong, you would go and visit Bongs R Us, which is where I had my first job. <laughs> no way. Your At first job? My first was job in a, was bongs in Bongs R Us. Bongs R Us. That Everything was it. makes sense. It's all fallen into place. Mate, this point, magic mushrooms were still legal. 
Jesus, fuck yeah. We were able that. to sell magic mushrooms over the counter. No. Mm -hmm. Guess who took them home? When they were about to go out of date. It's all making sense now. Yeah, buddy. Your yeah, early development buddy. being influenced by slightly gone off magic mushrooms. Oh, man. Just a couple of days out, but it was they were still good. You know what I mean? They were still fucking... Mm, yeah. They were still fun. They've not they've not affected you at all. Yeah. See, I'm golden. <laughs> <laughs> Doing nothing but being productive with my time. Exactly. I was working there and like after school, uh, yep. in right through to like evenings and then weekends and shit. And then watching this movie, I was like, I ha I'm that... Like, yeah. I'm in a job where I'm, like, earning fuck all. I'm kind of wasting loads of time there. I get called in to do shit that I don't want to do. Yep. Uh, the magic mushrooms are fun. No doubt no doubt that you related to it. I definitely did, too, because I was the same. I was working in uh, either a Martin McCall's or a Virgin Megastores. But when you rewatched it this week, mm -hmm. was there anything about the film that struck you that you realized you wouldn't have taken from it when you watched it at that age i watching it now it's weird because i watched the film and i'm like this is my mindset yep the how the movie wraps itself up by randall who is the laid-back easygoing fucking completely easy. straightforward he's a your randall he i fucking love that guy he's my spirit animal but he's a yep. dickhead because he doesn't see the point in being anything but literal Cynical. and to yeah. the point and fucking this is what it is, why we're beating yep. around the bush, right? Yep. Back when I was like 14, 15, I was blaming everyone and everything and, oh, it's your fault, it's this fault, oh, I'm so sad because of this, that, and the other. You know, the fucking 2005 stereotypical emo phase, you know what I mean? Yep. And then this movie just, it slapped, it's, it's Randall accepting his life being shit for his decisions yeah. and then trying to fucking slap it out of uh, Dante's mouth. But for the benefit of the listener, uh, towards the end of the film, there is a, 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 a conflict between the two best friends. And one of the main sort of themes of the film is that Dante, our main character, is is working today when he wasn't shifted to be and isn't supposed to be there. And I think the the reply that Randall gives is worth playing to people who perhaps may not have seen this film. Uh, so for the benefit of the listener, here is Randall's response to Dante's continual bitching about not having to be there today. I'm not even supposed to be here today! Oh, fuck you! Fuck you, pal! Jesus, there you go, trying to pass the buck. I'm the source of all your misery. Who closed the store to play hockey? Who closed the store to go to a wake? Who tried to win back his ex-girlfriend without even discussing how he felt with his present one? Do you want to blame somebody? Blame yourself. I'm not even supposed to be here today. You sound like an asshole. Jesus, nobody twisted your arm to be here. You're here of your own volition. You like to think the weight of the world rests on your shoulder, like this place would fall apart if Dante wasn't here. Jesus, you overcompensate for having what's basically a monkey's job. You push fucking buttons. Anybody could waltz in here and do our jobs. You, you're so obsessed with making it seem so much more epic, so much more important than it really is. Christ, you work in a convenience store, Dante. And badly, I might add. I work in a shitty video store. Badly as well. You know, that guy Jay's got it right, man. He has no delusions about what he does. Us, we like to make ourselves seem so much more important than the people that come in here to buy a paper or, God forbid, cigarettes. We look down on them as if we're so advanced. Well, if we're so fucking advanced, what are we doing working here? So, with that being said, though, that watching that now, it's fucking... I was just sort of like, holy shit, that's my mindset. Like back mm -hmm. then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore and it's my fault. So I yep. need to go and do something about it. Yep. And I did. Yeah. And I went off and did something. I didn't like it. That was fine. I went off and thought, fuck it, I'll try studying. And I moved to London, yep. went to uni, met you. 
and was like, fuck it, this isn't for me. I mean, after meeting me, I can see why. Yeah, fuck, I was out of there, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I had a great time. Like, I think you and yeah. George were the main reason that I was there for as long as I was. And Alex. Alex was a fucking diamond. But yeah, so the, the uni thing didn't work out. The blah, blah. Fast forward fucking a decade and a half, and I'm in a, a job that I enjoy. Yeah. And I'm working on shit that I want to work on. And it's yep. all because of like moments like this where it makes you take accountability. 100%, 100%. I recently, uh, you know, I spent from the age of 13, 14, when I was in bands, doing fucking Marilyn Manson and Slipknot covers, mm -hmm. uh, screaming, my, screaming my fucking head off in local pubs, mm -hmm. uh, wanted to be in music, doing music, making music, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've done that and I've sort of not, not, it's not been what I expected and I've not got what I expected out of it in terms of stability and, and savings, blah, 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 blah. And I'm now sort of recently, only recently now looking at the fact that I can complain as much as I want and yeah. I can bitch and moan and talk yeah, about yeah. how this, that or the other. But if I'm not doing anything to change it, then whose fucking fault is it? Exactly. Dude, yeah. it's, it, I mean, it didn't click with me like how fucking important little things like this would be mm -hmm. back in the day i yeah. really wish that i could fucking just go back and understand you know what i mean like the 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 different moments that nah. mean shit because i think the thing is is that the moments that mean shit mean shit in hindsight because you didn't at the time i guess i, th yeah. I think if you knew it at the time you wouldn't like I, have, I, so I, I can, have been I can, present right you wouldn't yeah, exactly. you wouldn't be present in the moment yeah. you'd be thinking this is going to mean something i need yeah, to remember exactly. it my fav my favorite anecdotes of of chaos and 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 calamity that have happened on nights out mm -hmm. have happened because I was completely unaware of how incredibly wrong everything was about to go. Do you remember that time that me and you went out drinking in Camden and uh, I had traveled down to see you, decided to try out what a flat cap would look like on a night out. And oh as I went God, for a yes. piss, stood in a urinal, you know, the long urinals. Yeah. And you knocked the hat off my head. Into the urinal. Into the urinal, soaked yeah. in piss. Yeah. And then put it under the tap. Yeah. And then just left without taking a piss. Like that yeah. was your only, there was not a word spoken. The only reason I came into the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, there was no other reason for you to be there. You just ran in, yeah. put my hat in a pile of piss, then yeah. put it in the sink and then left. And that yeah. was it. I mean, I think, I, I mean, I can't be sure, but mm -hmm. knowing myself, mm -hmm. the plan would have been to have followed you in there Knocked sure. your hat into end, the urinal. End the story there. End the no, no. story there. Knocked the hat into the urinal <laughs> and then just turn around and leave. But yeah. I know that as soon as I would have done it, yeah, yeah. I'd have been confronted with the reality of what I'd done. <laughs> felt a bit bad. So gone, I'll wash that. And then as I'm washing it, go, but now it's not funny anymore. So I yeah. guess I'll just leave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly how it played out. I'm yeah. going to go do something funny. Whoops, yep. no, now it's just bullying. I'm just yep. going to bail. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if at the time I'd mm. realized that we would be talking about it on a podcast with six, 700 listeners 20 uh, years later, maybe I wouldn't have done it. I certainly wouldn't have found it funny. Would have fucking, this wouldn't have happened. If you hadn't have done that, I don't think we would have been here today because I, I wouldn't respect you as much as I do now if you hadn't have done that. Ooh, I'd, mm, it is a weird it's thing. It's a weird yeah. thing. It's a weird thing because it's the way you handled it after. This is a whole different conversation, but the way you yeah. handled it after was very gentlemanly and very noble and you held your hands up and was like, I was a dick, I'm going to buy you a new hat. And then you did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. immediately. Sometimes it just goes too far. Yeah, yeah. The morning after you got me a new hat and it was a lovely hat. Yeah. It lasted a very long time. Yeah.